The Caribbean is often described as the most tourism-dependent region in the world. A titan is described as one that stands out for greatness of achievement, one who is influential in his field. I'm Marlene Stevenson-Daly. Welcome to our podcast. We call it Tourism Titans. It's about the movers and shakers of the industry. Men and women who have contributed to its growth and development in Jamaica, the region, and indeed, the world. Welcome once again to Jamaica's Tourism Titans. I'm Marlene Stevenson-Daly, and it is an absolute pleasure for me today to have as my special guest on this, our 13th episode of the program, Dr. the Honorable Godfrey Glengough Dyer, OJCDJP, a true titan. We started this program with our Honorable Minister, Edmund Bartlett, and what a delight it is to close this season with Dr. the Honorable Godfrey Dyer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We won't even begin by giving all of the different awards and accolades that you have received over your lifetime. We're just going to get straight into it, and I say welcome to the program. Thank you very kindly. It's so nice to be with you. Yes, I've been waiting for this for some time. You yes. know, it's, yes. <laughs> I've been chasing him around a little bit, but he's a busy man, and he nothing can, happens before the time. The time, <laughs> Miss Amy Wanson, one yes. picnic for that w- matter. One picnic. One child for yes. our international listeners who yes. may not um, understand the term picnic. <laughs> who named you? My mother, my loving mother, Amy Morgan. Tell me a little bit about your mom, because as an only child, I'm sure she had quite an impact on you. She certainly had. Um, As I said, only child. She had me when she was 16. Mm -hmm. She got married to not my father, someone else. Mm -hmm. When she was 20, I was four. And I lived with them. They were married for over 60 years. Clarence Morgan, Mm -hmm. one of the nicest men in this world. He had no children, Mm -hmm. so I was the only one. So you spoiled him. Not spoiled, (laughs) but they took good care of me. They took good care of you. You grew up in Sanguinetti? Yes. And that's in the parish of Clarendon. Clarendon. Yes. Take us back a little bit. Just outside of Spalding. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, about um, uh, two miles um, east of mm-hmm. Spalding. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was it like in those days growing up in Sanguinetti? Beautiful. Cool climate. Mm-hmm. My stepfather was a farmer. Banana, yam, coffee, everything. Mm-hmm. It was quite a farm. And he lived until he was 92. Wow. My mother also lived until she was 91. So you are from a family of long-lived. I'm long from livers. a family of, yes. Oh. Yes. That's, that's, that's very nice. And I mean, that's comforting too because you think you will get some of those genes. I, I think so because <laughs> I'm 85. You're 85? Yes. Time flies. Yeah. Oh my I was goodness. 85 just the 4th of March. 
Wow. Yes. Well, belated happy birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, though, in terms of your routine growing yeah. up, going to school, that sort of thing, what are some of the things that you recall that were things that you enjoyed doing, things that you got into trouble for, those kinds of things? I got into trouble for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, growing up, uh, as I said, my stepfather was a farmer. Mm hmm and um, once I was able to start assisting in the farm, mm -hmm. holidays, farming. But my mother saw to it that I go to school. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't go to a high school. I went to primary school. Mm -hmm. um, I went to Sanguinetti Primary School and up to fifth class. Mm -hmm. I moved to Spalding where I did first, second, and third Jamaica local examination. Mm -hmm. Third Jamaica is the equivalent of eight... Um, of what, what we have now, which have, is the Caribbean yes, examination. Eight, eight subjects, yes. yes. eight subjects, mm -hmm. yes. It's equivalent of that. So I did that. When, in my community, when you qualify up to that period, yes. there are three choices police force, teaching, or... Mm -hmm. Postmistress or... Po po uh, yes, yes. postmistress was one of them. Mm -hmm. Or nurse. Uh, uh, or nurse. Yes. Nurse was yes. the main thing. Yes. Police, nursing. And, yeah. So a number of my colleagues went to the other two mm -hmm. um, professions, if right. you call them that. Yes. I liked the police force. What did you like about it? Uh -huh. <laughs> the uniform. <laughs> the uniform. Because, you know, there was a time when you say, young girls love men in a uniform. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, the policemen had the nicest girls. <laughs> yes, they had these so that, that shine was an, shoes. Yes, shine nice, shoes shop. You know, so that uniform. was an incentive. <laughs> and the first time I applied, went, did the exam, passed the exam, mm -hmm. I was five feet seven and I had to be five feet eight, eight. and they wouldn't take you under wow. five feet eight they said go back and grow and grow at and that grow. age <laughs> and uh, um, I was then maybe about 18 mm -hmm. and I got a job at Spalding at Knox mm -hmm. College they had a printry Knox Educational Services got a job there worked there for a year and a half Grew one and a half inches. Seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and went back, got the test, went through. Had the height requirement. Had the height in. requirement. Yes. I'd actually done the test already. I didn't have much more to do. Mm -hmm. And I took her 12th of June, 1959. I joined the police force. And what was that part of your it journey It was like? quite an experience. Mm -hmm. It, the training school was at um, Port Royal. I went first time li I'm sleeping out of my house. Oh my goodness. <laughs> first time. And uh, second time I was going to Kingston. I went there once mm -hmm. before for a day. Uh, anyhow, um, started at training school. Everything was working. The first night I started looking straight to my home in Clarendon. <laughs> I went to the window. You wanted to go back? <laughs> wanted to go back. Anyhow, I started liking it. 
and uh, it was the middle of the month, as I said. So when end of month came, I was I, my pay was thirty pounds a month. I got fifteen pounds for the two weeks. Okay, I was there. Is that a lot of money then? A whole lot of money. Ah. Whole lot of money. <laughs> and why I'm telling you this? It's an interesting story. I got my fifteen pounds. You had to sign at canteen. I was owing the canteen three pounds. Mm -hmm. For all your meals? Um, I went and paid them the three pounds. I put one pound in my pocket and put the rest uh, in a jacket, mm -hmm. hung up, my clothes hung up and all that. Went to classes. Came back the evening. We decided to go and have a drink now. Push my hand in the pocket. Your Nothing. 11 pounds gone? Gone. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe because at that stage I didn't know police could <laughs> I didn't know you know I, I it was a shocking thing to me oh I, my I thought policemen were yes. perfect people yes, yes and my first pay I lost it except four pounds oh my goodness never forget it never <laughs> I'm forget sure that quite a mark on you you know so I spent six months there, mm -hmm. got through all my exams, um, graduated. This was December, about December 15, middle of December. They kept me in Kingston at Central until the 6th of January, 1960. Transferred me to Port Maria in St. Mary. Okay. And in St. Mary, I served Port Maria, Highgate, Gale, over a two and a half year period there they were applying for there were vacancies in Kingston for detectives mm -hmm. and special branch detective there are two sections two of separate yeah. special branches the secret service I applied both of them called me for the test I went I passed both tests mm -hmm. both of them called me to come in but I, the, the, the special branch was a little more elitist over. <laughs> so I so chose, chose that special one. branch. <laughs> and I served special branch for another eight months or so in Kingston. Mm -hmm. Transferred to Montego Bay the 3rd of October, 1963. And I've lived in Montego Bay since. You've been I here since. I spent a total of 13 and a half years in the force. Um, went to the rank of detective corporal. Mm -hmm. I resigned in 1972, I think March. Yes. And went into private business. All right. So you had a career going in the Jamaica Constabulary Force. Yes. And obviously you would have moved around a bit. You'd have gained a lot of experience. You were brought here into, into Montego Bay yes. in 1963 yeah. to work at the airport, right? At the airport mainly. Mm-hmm. And I was responsible. It were three of us transferred here, mm -hmm. and we're responsible to set up a, a system there that checks everybody coming in, into the island. Into the island, yes. And anybody that they had a watch list on, mm -hmm. we would report it. Sometimes they have to be monitored for the period they're here. To the extreme, with some of them, you report back to their country if you mm -hmm. saw anything, mm -hmm. and that was my main activity. You you have to um, be provide security. Hail Selassie, I had the pleasure of one of his security ah. people for four days. When he came he, to when Jamaica, he came to Jamaica, yes. he was in Montego Bay, stayed at the Montego Beach Hotel, 
and I worked with him for four days. What was that like? I remember, I remember just from the history and everything. You see, I'm trying to not date myself, so I'm saying I wasn't around. But um, I was just a little baby. But you see all the pictures of the place being lined yes. and, and people saying this is quite exciting you know and the, and the Rastafarian and, and the community was so just excited yes about yes it. but it's, it's quite an experience I also had the pleasure of Prince Renard of Monaco okay. was here for 10 days over Christmas mm-hmm. and I was one of the two people assigned to him for that period nice. those were two of the outstanding people I also had to work with undesirables, unknown to them, <laughs> unknown to them, yes. to report back. But it's uh, Special Bands was a very interesting. Yes. I loved it. Sure, a great learning experience yes, for you. Yes, uh, uh, great learning experience. Great learning But like all things, good things, sometimes they come to an end and you it, moved on into I moved entrepreneurship. On it was good and I saw opportunities mm-hmm. in Montego Bay because... Uh, it's a long story. I'm not going to go through all of it. But I had a car. Mm-hmm. The rent-a-car was in demand here. Only two rent-a-car companies were here. Martins was around? No, Martins was not rent-a-car. They were a tour the company. tour company, mm-hmm. yes. It was Bullins was one. And uh, I still remember the other one. But the only two of them were Heinz. Heinz rent-a-car. Okay. And... Um, when it comes to peak period, they didn't have enough cars. Yes. So they would take private individual cars and rent. <clears throat> and insurance was easy. You could, I could go to the insurance company and cover my thing just for one week. Just for the period? Just for the period mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, rental. Mm-hmm. So I started renting my, giving them my private car, made enough money, bought a car f- from it, give them full time. Right. Bought another one, give them. <laughs> Being businessman in no time. Uh, Dennis Morgan, yes. who is my adopted brother, mm-hmm. I said, Dennis was teaching in Port Maria. I said, Dennis, I'm making money. Borrow money, buy a car. He borrowed money, bought a car, put it in the system. Yes. Every weekend he comes home until we had a few. I said, Dennis, leave the teaching that I'm still in the force. <laughs> And come start and that's how he came to Montego yes. Bay. Lived with me for the first year or two, and and after things moving, and I saw the opportunities, and a friend of mine from I got friendship with a couple from U.S. Mm-hmm. They built a villa in Ironshore. They said, Godfrey, look after this villa for me. Still in the force, so I started monitoring it and making money. I said, no, boy, I have to leave. Yes. So I left and started the villa business mm-hmm. and um, an insurance brokerage business. Okay. And Dennis was going on with the car. And, the, mm-hmm. and the, I, I built up a taxi thing. I, at one stage, I was owning a fleet of 10 taxis. And that taxi thing went on. Then I branched out uh, managing this villa mm-hmm. for my friend from the U.S., it did very well, a villa in Spring Farm. Mm-hmm. So these things, when I saw the many opportunities, I said, boy, I love the force, but I love money more. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I resigned and went full-time now into villa management mm-hmm. and... Um, the insurance company. And the insurance brokerage company. I, then the, I ensure started building up 
and villas just and not hardly anybody lived in Iron Shore. It's a lot the of villas, bush at the time. The vill no villas were for rental only. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was managing forty villas at one stage. Wow. After I got involved in mm -hmm. it. This was after about three, four years in the business. I was bringing down my own charter out of Boston for two years out of Boston. Mm -hmm. 219 people on it late. Just exclusively for, for your villas, yes. And uh, uh, other years with Java we brought charters out of North and South Dakota. And we did extremely well with the villas. And, and, so, and then it went on until I left 72. In 77, about January 77, mm -hmm. Dr. Elimeyer, who owned Wexford, had 16 rooms which includes six one-bedroom apartments. Call me and say, I want to see me. I say, I go and see. He said, Godfrey, I heard you doing all kinds of things and I'm not getting any business in, in here. Can you help me with it? I said, well, let's talk and talk. And I start generating some business, business. with him. And in two months, he did, he did well. He called me again. He said, Godfrey, why don't you buy the place? <laughs> I don't have much money. Yes. Uh, I, but I was ambitious. And we said, all right, let's talk. And we talked and we agreed. And how much you want for it? And we said, I want 125000 That time it was the almost the equivalent of U.S. No, we finally agreed on 100000 and I said, but I don't have all of this money. And I made an arrangement to give him a deposit. This is 100000 what dollars? Jamaican dollars. Jamaican dollars. But at the time, it was nearly 100000 Yes, based on the exchange US rate made, and everything. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And um, made arrangement to pay him over two years, a payment plan. And I took over April 1, 1977. You have to tell me how come your memory is so sharp. You, know? <laughs> you have to tell me the secret because you are so good with dates yeah, and some, details. Some of these dates, is... I don't lose them. Oh, my goodness. I took over April 1, um, 77. He flew out April 2. Anyhow, I knew I would get it for less. I didn't know it was going away. He left the island. <laughs> he left the island. Oh, my goodness. And... About, I started paying every three months. Mm -hmm. And one year later, I had about half of the money left. He called me and said, Godfrey, he was in Canada mm -hmm. having some problem. You think you could pay me? I, could. I, I called my banker, Dunbar McFarlane. Yes. He said, yes, man. <laughs> I said, yes, you can come for it. Oh, my goodness. So he <laughs> and came and got his money. came and got his money. And then you took over and, payment and of And then two years later, mm -hmm. where they a big building is now mm -hmm. that wasn't part of it his mother owned a Chiltern apartment a guest house there the mother died Herbie Eldemeyer got it and I bought it from Herbie for well Herbie squeezed me with it I must say <laughs> I fi he finally got about 200,000 for that side mm -hmm. right. and, and a little later I, I knocked down those buildings and put up the one what you yes. see there now and we're talking, but, uh, listeners, about the, the Wexford. Wexford. The Wexford. But the Wexford was, was, was a good property. Yes. What was then Gloucester Avenue, now yes. the Jimmy Cliff Boulevard. The Jimmy Cliff Boulevard. In Montego Bay. Yes. 
So that that is my little history, <laughs> and and <laughs> I, I I I close it up by saying how I um in uh, in two thousand and five I leased a hundred rooms at out at Castle yes yes spent about ten million refurbishing mm-hmm. them opened it the Friday. I had about that. half a dozen guests check in. Mm-hmm. They put the manager there. The Saturday morning, the manager called me and said if I could send out. I don't remember what it was there. I said, yes. Afterwards, I said, let me take it out. I took out whatever it was, gave it to her. And the chef was in the kitchen. I walked mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to his storeroom. I went to his storeroom. Walk ahead of him, coming back to the kitchen. As I, the door was closed, mm-hmm. as I reached the door, I hear blow, explosion, and I was engulfed. In flames. In, 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 a, in a blaze that, and I ran and jumped in the swimming pool and put out the blaze, uh-huh. ran back to see what was happening in the kitchen. I saw another girl coming out with blaze, and I grabbed her and took her in the pool. And put her in the pool and put out the and pull her out and run back. There's another one. Oh, jeez. So there are two girls there, and I put out the blaze with them. And that time I felt nothing, only no, I was, my clothes was burnt off. <sighs> and I finally, um, they took me to Cornwall Regional, mm-hmm. flew me out to Jackson Memorial the following day. I spent 12 weeks in Jackson, the first week, six weeks unconscious, induced. But I didn't know yes, anything for because the, the level of pain that you would have been having. At and time. nobody thought I would come back to anything, and that was how I ended up selling Wexel mm-hmm. because no, I didn't think I would be around for much longer. Would you say that was, has been one of the greatest challenges that you've had? The greatest, yes, the greatest challenge I've had is that one. Outside of the medical care yeah. that you you got mm-hmm. and and the resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, and the and the faith of the people yes. around you. What would you say would have been the greatest thing that took you through that period of time? You know, I must tell you, Odette and I started dating about three months before that. Mm-hmm. Odette took care of me. She was one of the reasons that mm-hmm. brought me back to what I am today. I owe her. <laughs> she, yeah. she took such good care of me. She would come to Miami and she'd come back. She, it was amazing. And I married her two years later. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. We're listening to Dr. the Honorable Godfrey Glenn Goff Dyer. He's my special guest on Jamaica's Tourism Titans. And just before we take the break, I I want to talk a little bit about your involvement in the business community. You've worn so many hats. Yes. President of the JHT, Vice President of the Private Sector Organization uh, yes. of Jamaica, mm-hmm. and you have been a part of the fabric of Montego Bay. Yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about I, I got involved in a number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I talk too much or something. <laughs> People are always calling up on me to do this mm-hmm. and do that. Um, it started 1981, it was. Mm-hmm. I was elected president of the JHTA 
and I I had a great year. Um, what a number of things. I was asked to lead and I led. Mm-hmm. And Butch Strutt, who was my, my good friend at one time, about halfway, Mr. Siaga called us industry into Kingston on Friday. He wanted to see us. And Mr. Siaga said, us and inbound people, everybody who earned mm-hmm. foreign US. exchange. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I call you to tell you as of Monday, this is Friday, you know, all your foreign exchange will be deposited to the Bank of Jamaica, and Bank of Jamaica will pay you JA dollars for it. Wow, about 75 of us in the room. Every room silent when they heard that. May I judge their president? Me supposed to I respond. I can imagine. I got up and I said, Mr. Prime Minister, with regret, we will not be able to cooperate with you. We are not prepared, Mr. Prime Minister, to earn our money, work so hard, take it to Bank of Jamaica, and go back there and line up to get money to travel. Very sorry, sir. We can't do it. Room silent. Everybody expect Mr. Siaga to run me out of the room. <laughs> Mr. Siaga took a break and said, Mr. Dyer, would you be willing to meet with the governor of the Bank of Jamaica tomorrow? I say, yes, sir. He said, okay. Set up a meeting. Meet, meeting set. Ten o'clock, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm to discuss the detail of it. People nearly lift me up when the whole thing finished. Because knowing Mr. Siaga and the way he took it, uh, it's a long time, I'm not going to go through it. We finally met. That was a long problem. We couldn't agree on anything. We, we set what we want. Yes. A account has to be opened, run by a board, 50% JHTA, 50% government, and Governor wouldn't agree. He said, can't happen. You know? So, Mr. Sia, the meeting was at Jamaica House. Mr. Siaga walked in and said, how is it? I said, we're not reaching anywhere. So he said, what happened? I told him what we're doing. I said, but the governor, who head, was Headley Brown, mm-hmm. wanted, said, it can't happen. The law doesn't allow it. The law would have to change. He said, well, we'll change the law. <laughs> and we got it. Yes. We got it. Opened. Right. A board set up, and why may I just mention this? Supposed to be, f- I wanted five and them five. They said, no, Eric Tony Abrams negotiated me the night before and said, we can't give you five, five. We have to have, make you four. And six, and they get six. And then, we said, all right. And so we went and set with it. So we're having a meeting now to elect our four. Butch had to go away and say, Godfrey, I want to be one of the directors. So make sure I'm one. I say, I'll try. He must go in Miami. So we met, and they, they said, no, Butch can't be. These are four people, including me. Butch came back 
the following day called me and said, boy, I mean, and which mad with me from that <laughs> and started running, running against me. And he ended up beating me at the election. Mm -hmm. He came in with 27 proxies. I had five and he won me by seven votes. Seven <laughs> votes. <laughs> you know, uh. so that, that's uh, some other thing. But what is interesting again, leading to the next position, whether meet we had the election which won a week after he won, courtesy call on the Prime Minister, as the immediate past president I was invited. After meeting finished, got up. Prime Minister, everybody there. Uh Godfrey, are you coming into Kingston anytime next week? I said, Yes, sir. I wasn't going nowhere, no, but no. He said, could you stop by Jamaica House? I need to see you. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know why, you know. Me dear, we had a retreat at Negril that very day, weekend. We went Negril. Everybody, God for one wonderful. I don't know. <laughs> the Monday me call and tell him I'll be in Kingston Tuesday. <laughs> he said, come stop by there. When I went, there was this agency called, um, so remember the name, that managed National Hotels and Properties. Mm -hmm. Managed nine, that time all the hotels were owned by government now. Yes. 19 hotels. Mr. Siaga asked me if I would be willing to chair that company. I nearly dropped off of the chair. I <laughs> said, yes, sir. <laughs> and I chaired it for five and a half years. It's a long story. Long story. I tell you. My story is long. It's a long story. <laughs> but and a very interesting story. Yeah. And one that speaks of yeah. advocacy, yes. of resilience, yeah. of just being steadfast yes. in, in Maybe the final thing I'll tell you. Kiwanis. Got involved in Kiwanis. All right, stick up in because we're going to talk about Kiwanis. We're going to take a little break. Yes. And we're going to come back to talk about your role in the Kiwanis yes. movement internationally. And of course, our special guest is, as I said, Dr. The Honorable Godfrey Glengoff Dyer. He is an awardee, uh, well, multiple awardee, the National Award Order of Jamaica for Exceptional Contribution to Tourism. He has a nat another National Award, Order of Distinction in the Commander Rank CD. He is or was a Distinguished Lieutenant Governor with Kiwanis International, Special International Award there, Distinguished Governor's Award for Leadership. He is a Robert F. Connolly Distinguished Awardee in Kiwanis International, and it is its highest honor, highest award. He has the St. James Parish Award for Service in Tourism, the Prime Minister's Distinguished Award for Service in Tourism, Lifetime Achievement given by the Jamaica Hotel and Tourist Association. And when I come back, I want for him to tell me, how does it feel to have a street named in your honor in your lifetime? Because he had a citation from the St. James Municipal Corporation which renamed Sunset Boulevard here in Montego Bay to the Godfrey Dyer Boulevard. We take a break. We'll be right back. In tourism, the people are the product. Yes, they are one of our industry's most important assets. They help create memorable lifetime experiences. They, through their service, make the difference. We share the stories of their challenges and triumphs, of what makes them tick, of who they really are just to inspire you to act positively. 
You too can be an ambassador for tourism and our country and become a Jamaican tourism titan. Start today. TPDCO's Explore Jamaica has insights into licensed tourism entities across Jamaica. Visit the Google or Apple Play Store and download the app today. Welcome back. You're listening to Jamaica's Tourism Titans, and I have a titan with me in the studio, Dr. The Honorable Godfrey Glengough Dyer, OJCDJP. He is the chairman of the Tourism Enhancement Fund. He was between 2007 and 11, and since 2016, he has been the chairman of that very important agency of the Ministry of Tourism. He also serves as director at the Montego Bay Convention Center, and he is a member of the UDC Advisory Council. Oh, there's a long list. <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. Dyer. How are you? Very well. Thank you. All right. But can I tell you one thing? Mm -hmm. It's the, the, the same thing I'm chairman of now, Tourism Enhancement Fund. Mm -hmm. I call myself the co-architect of the TEF. Yes. Quickly, I'll tell you, it was under Minister Samba. Minister Samba, I was then president, second time president mm -hmm. at the JHTA. She called me into a meeting again. She said, Godfrey, we have a tourism master plan. Can't do anything. We need to raise some money. What do we need to do? And we started chatting. Me said, all right, I'm, wi I'm willing to bring my, my counseling and, and we discuss it. Brought my counseling another week or so, and we started discussing it until we arrive at this TF, mm -hmm. how it could work. And two major hoteliers wouldn't agree Butch and Issa, John Issa. Mm -hmm. I got, I loved the entire industry. 99% of the others agree. Those two wouldn't agree. I started working on them, working on them, until I won over Butch. But I couldn't win, win over <laughs> them. And I said, Minister, we can go with this. I just wanted at least one of them. Yes. And that was how it started. And the TEF? So I was a director yes. from day one, although it was under a PNP administration mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. it was done. Yes. But Minister Samba and I work as if, you know. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's so important yes. because mm -hmm. we we know that the industry serves all right. of Jamaica. Right. To, to, um, politics should have yes, nothing to have do nothing with it. To do with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yes, but tell me now because you you have been a Kiwanian for many years, and yes. I'm going to probably jump back to your other business ventures yeah. when I worked for you at one point at. Um, Hot 102, yes. and then, of course, some fest, which uh -huh. came about as a result of some splash going yes. under. Yes. We'll come back and talk a little uh -huh. bit about that, but uh -huh. I want to talk a little bit about your contribution to Kiwanis yes. locally and internationally. Tell us uh, about and that. And I'll do it quickly. 1970, I was stationed in Falmouth, and a couple of guys came to me and said, I want to form a new Kiwanis club. And we, I joined with them, and we formed a club in Falmouth. And I, this was 1970. By 74, they said they want me to run as president. Mm -hmm. I ran, won, 
and served as president. By 76, I said, they want me to run as lieutenant governor. Mm -hmm. That time, the division for lieutenant governor was half Northern Jamaica and Grand Cayman. I won, I ran and won. Mm -hmm. So I served for a year as lieutenant governor for Jamaica and Northern Jamaica and Grand Cayman. And I ended up with a distinguished award for lieutenant governor. Yes. A few years later, um, a position with the annual position for governor for the district. Now, the district is Eastern Canada and 14 Caribbean islands. Okay. I ran for it and I won. And after a year of service, I was the first after 15 years to earn a distinguished position. Yes. That means 14 governors before me yes, never not, earned yes, it. Yes, yes. You know? I served at that. Then I was asked to join the international. No? I joined it. I served five years as a director and then was elected as president. It was in 89 countries at the time. I traveled to about 10 of those countries. But you'd have had to do quite a bit of lobbying or at least have persons on the ground who would People lobbied advocate. for me. I'm just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> People lobbied for me. And I served for a year. And I'm in that position, I'm the only non-American to have served in that position so far. Quite, quite an achievement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember um, that, that time. That's the Kiwanis International Foundation. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. that time because they were trying to do major campaign worldwide mm -hmm. with, with, which, which had to do with fluoride uh, uh, yes. in, in the and, water. And, and we raised it, there was a 75 million yes. target. Yes. And in my, my year we, we raised 30 million of that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 All right, so tell me now, how does it feel to have a street named in your honor when you can still drive on it? You, you know, know, these things you know, always happen posthumously. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've had a few shocks in my life, mm -hmm. but this is one of the biggest shocks <laughs> because I have ambition. I want to be all kind of thing. I have never dreamt of wanting a street named after me. <laughs> I, it, it never came across yes. my mind. And one day, I, I don't remember where I was, at some function and mm -hmm. the mayor, the then mayor was there, Mayor Davis. And Mayor Davis said, by the way, Godfrey, we have decided to name a street after you. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he said, yes. I said, which street? He said, Sunset Boulevard. I, I froze. <laughs> because, you know, when something, yes. I dreamt of having the, the, um, the highest award there. Yes. I dreamt of everything, but never, never. dreamt of this one. <laughs> and it happened. It just happened. <laughs> and it's not because you're just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm it's just lucky. No, no, it's because you've been putting in the work <laughs> and you are so deserving <laughs> of such an honor. <laughs> now, what made you decide that, listen, I'm going to now get into entertainment, the entertainment side of the tourism industry, and get together a group of people who could 
put on something like a reggae sump fest. Well, let which me tell still you. to today. Yes. Matter of fact, I saw it being advertised recently that yes. it's coming up in another couple of months. It's coming up. Yes. Sumfest. It was Sunsplash before that. And Sunsplash was down here. And they were at Jared Park. Mm -hmm. Then the last three years or so over by Freeport. Yes, I remember as a young girl, as a mm -hmm. teenager, seeing mm -hmm. Bob Marley perform yes, at Sunfest, at, at, uh, at, some, at Sunsplash. Sunsplash, up by Jared up Park. At Jared Park and there, Peter Tosh. I was there that oh night. Oh my goodness. Yes. That was such a... So, and, and I start, I was chapter chairman for a long time down here for JHTA. Mm -hmm. So I raised, get rooms, comp rooms for them for a number of years. Yes. So we got close. It turned out that the land over Freeport was sold. I was one of the purchasers. It was 10 of us that mm -hmm. bought it. So when they heard they can't have um, Sunsplash Sun there again, yes. UDC said they are fixing the place there now. They said, no, this place is swamp. And they said they're moving to Kingston. Vendors and everybody's coming to me at work so daily. Mr. said, Dad, what are you going to do for help us? And I met back with Sunslash people. I got my partners to say, I said to them, we're not building over there now. Mm -hmm. Let us allow them. If, if UDC doesn't finish the place, allow them to have it. And they have agreed. So I called back Sunslash and I said, look, the owners said they will allow you you said UDC not going to finish. If they're not, they'll allow you to have it. And so we don't want anything again. We have made up our minds. Mm. We're going to Kingston. And that would have been quite a, a bit of an economic activity yes. for Montegonians yes. in particular. Uh, it was a big yes. thing. A lot of Montegonians depending. Yes. And they were pestering me. And uh, Mr. the last meeting we had, I got mad with them. I said, you know, somebody just going to get up and start something. And you can't come back. And so we don't care. We don't want to come back. So after a couple of weeks, some people bother me. I said, me don't know nothing about music here. <laughs> and I'm talking with somebody. And he said, I'm here that Mickey Morris want to have a concert. Mm -hmm. I said, really? I know Mickey. I called him. I said, Mickey, I heard you want to have a concert. He said, yes, I think. He said, come meet with me. He brought Sidney Reed and Walt Crooks. Yes. And met with me. And we start. Mr. said, we start something, man. That was how we started. Sometimes. And we discussed it. I was the chairman. And Mickey Morris was the executive director. Mm -hmm. And we planned how we get in the finance. We're going to invite these. Men. So Johnny and Robert and all those people, we invited them yes. to the next meeting <laughs> until we got these members. And we put on, it's still one of the best some shows, yes, yes. We had that first year. I remember. That first year. <laughs> I remember. And, and so I was, I was president for, chairman for the first three years. Yes. And it was that time when I was appointed governor. And as governor for Kiwanis, I had to be away yes, a lot. Yes, and all over the place. So I stand down and Lucy Lou took over. Oh, blessed man. So after Lucille Robert. Yes. Uh, all right. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about. Uh, our special guest is, he says he celebrated 85 years yes. just a couple of weeks ago. And 85 great years. What? Where do you get all of this stamina and all of this 
Vim, <laughs> Mr. Siago would call I, I it Vim, have, Vigor, and Vitality. I have faith mm-hmm. in the good Lord. Yes. Total confidence in him. I don't worry about anything. Tell the, me how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. The worst thing happened to me, and some bad things have happened. Mm-hmm. I'll worry for one, maybe two days. And I'll say, what the hell? Let me find a way out. I'd, so I don't, I don't worry about anything. So nothing depresses me. Yes, yes. You know? And I just carry on. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. But, but what keeps you motivated? And what do you hope that at the end of all of the work that you're putting in, you have put in, continue mm. to put in, what, what do you anticipate that your legacy will be? You've been putting in a lot of work with the Tourism Enhancement Fund in recent yes, years as yes. well. And you're always there. Uh, I just hope people will be inspired by it to do something to help as well. Mm-hmm. And um, as long, mind you, I won't be able to serve much longer. <laughs> but uh, I just I just go on with things, you know. And my final question <laughs> relates to the degree that you got, the honorary. Yes doctoral degree honoris causa that you received in 2022 from the University College of the Caribbean. What does that mean to you? That was another shock. Now, I don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) I cried when I heard. Oh, my goodness. Who told me? My wife. (laughs) What day, you know? She said, Godfrey, I'm told to tell you something. If you will accept the appointment of an honorary doctorate from the University of the Commonwealth Care. I say, you're serious or what? She say, yes. <laughs> what a fell from my eye. And I don't cry too easily. <laughs> the big men don't cry? <laughs> a shock. The two yes. shocking things, the street and that. Yes. I had no aspirations for mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And they happened. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a, a blessing. real blessing. It's a blessing. Real blessing. We have seen the work over the years. <laughs> you have sown good seeds. I tried. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, you are reaping the reward of your labors. Yes. And tourism, I believe, as an economic driver in Jamaica, has been the better for having your contributions. And thanks, and you're very kind. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for talking with us. There's so much more we could talk about, but time will not allow us. But I want to thank you on behalf of the people of Jamaica, and in particular, those persons who this industry is so very dear to, who make a living, who make a life, who send their children to school, who it gives hope for the future and thank you too because you have been doing a wonderful job keep it up thank you thank keep you mr day thanks, so <laughs> thanks so much all right so there you have it our right. tourism titan for this <laughs> final episode in season one yes. and we could not have done it in a better way Thank you so much for listening to Tourism Titans. We welcome your feedback at let us know at tpdco.org. Leave us a comment, share, like, and follow us on 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TPDCoJA. I'm Marlene Stevenson-Daly. See you soon.